I suggest that we can prove the existence of God from the impossibility of the contrary. As Christians, we do not give up our intellect. The strongest evidence and argument for the existence of God is that without a belief in God, you can't prove anything. How can the law be material? That's the question I'm going to ask you. I would say no. And can you give me an example of anything other than God that's immaterial? Welcome to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. I'm your host, Elias Ayala, and here at Revealed Apologetics, Our goal is to equip believers to defend the Christian faith, and we want to equip you to do it in a way that is honoring to God and faithful to Scripture. So sit back, relax, get your thinking caps on, and let's dive into our topic for today. Christian and two Buddhists walk into a Starbucks. True story. Um, I was trying to get some work done at a local Starbucks uh, near my home when I overheard an interesting conversation. Uh, two Buddhist gentlemen were discussing the impact Buddha- Buddhism has had on, on their lives. And they went on and on about uh, the practical benefits of the Buddhist philosophy of life and how it has um, brought them to a place where they can uh, love other people and the world around them. And uh, one of the gentlemen very passionately tried to express to his friend some Buddhist concept while drawing an analogy from a movie that he had seen recently. So he was having difficulty remembering the name of the actor. And as he was stumbling over his words, uh, trying to remember, I I kind of interrupted, I think you're talking about Ray Liotta. And I'm not sure if that was the the right answer, but uh, he laughed and kind of, you know, kindly invited me to join their discussion. Now, I apologized, of course, but uh, they were talking about two of my favorite topics, movies and religion. So after a few minutes of kind of introductory remarks, the gentleman noticed that I was a Christian. So um, looking at me kindly, he shared with me that I could be a better Christian if I were also to adopt the philosophical principles of Buddhism, right? Of course, it was at this point where the conversation began to get very interesting. His uh, comment obviously struck me as intriguing. And I asked the gentleman if he was familiar with the Christian faith. And so he responded that um, he was raised Roman Catholic. And so I prodded a little deeper and I asked him, you don't find the Christian faith and the tenets of Buddhism to be contradictory? He says, not at all. Uh, He says, both Christianity and Buddhism teach that we are to love all people, right? And things like that. So he went on to suggest that Buddhism is more of a philosophy and that he explained that you can be an atheist and a Buddhist a Hindu and a Buddhist, an agnostic and a Buddhist, and so on. So it was at this point where I began to explain the perceived problems with his position because inherent to his view was the position that not only is Buddhism consistent with Christianity, but that all religions were valid paths to the truth. 
Now, this discussion brought up a very relevant issue that is quite important to the realm of, of apologetics specifically. And so, um, how are we to share the exclusive claims of Christ to people who think Christianity is just one of the many paths to truth? For one, the Christian who desires to be faithful to Christ must continue to speak the truth in love, even if this truth bumps in uh, into kind of popular uh, notions, right? I began to share with the two gentlemen that while I appreciated their thoughts, it seemed as though their position was not a rational one to hold. I said this respectfully, of course, and it caused one of the one of the gentlemen to listen to my following explanation very carefully. I began to share with them the exclusive nature of the Christian faith. The one whom they claim taught things consistent with Buddhism, referring to Jesus, also said things like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. Furthermore, I explained to them Acts 4, 12, which reads, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Or again, a man cannot serve two masters, Mac, uh, Matt, book of Max, Matthew 6, 24. In reality, even in the places where Buddhism and Christianity seem to disagree, maybe within the realms of like ethics or something, there's still a fundamental difference in the foundation upon which those ethics are built. For the Christian, every good work and act of love springs forth from a desire to please the one true God who has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ. The exclusive claims of Christ upon humanity is diametrically opposed to any idea of syncretism uh, with other worldview foundations. And the notion that all religions are valid paths to the truth is not only unbiblical, but it's also logically incoherent. This is not an expression of being narrow-minded. It's, it's a logical necessity. The reality is that all religions make certain truth claims, and the opposite of true is false. Thus, if a religion makes a truth claim that is in fact true, then any proposition that doesn't conform to that truth must be false. For example, if there's only one true God in existence, then it follows that there are not many gods in existence. Monotheism and polytheism cannot be true at the same time and in the same way. Or if Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation and peace with God, then it follows that salvation and peace with God cannot be obtained by other means. Now, as I was explaining these points, one of the gentlemen nodded his head and said, I, I never thought of things that way, and that was a good sign. However, the other guy really was keeping firm to his convictions, and he says, that's wonderful, right? That's wonderful that what you have explained is true for you. However, there are many truths. And it was at this point he revealed the position uh, that truth is person relative. This is his view. Each person's truth is for themselves, right? So, so my Christian conviction was my truth, and his Buddhist convictions were his truth. So I kindly responded, are you telling me there are no absolute truths? Right? He says, do we, do we define truth for ourselves? He goes, that's precisely right. And so I responded, I said, is it absolutely true that there are no absolute truths? You see, my question to draw him, you know, it kind of drew him back. So he, he kind of saw the point that I was making. I began to explain the exclusivity of truth and, and, and how, um, you know, that if something's true, its opposite can't be false. I was even able to share the gospel at that point. Well, eventually our conversation kind of drew to a close. The two gentlemen thanked me for really a kind and respectful interaction. And then we eventually parted our ways. But meaningful evangelistic opportunities can really spring forth in what appears to be the most random moments, kind of like in Starbucks or something. But that's why the Apostle Peter tells us that we are to always be ready, 1 Peter 3.15. We must always be ready to stand firm on our Christian principles, one of which emphasizes the exclusive claims of Christ. And the truth is that there is indeed salvation in no one else, and we should not be ashamed or embarrassed to admit this when in dialogue with unbelievers. Let us speak the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15 holding firmly to the teachings of Christ 
as we proclaim the good news that sinners can have peace with God through His Son. Thank you very much for listening to Revealed Apologetics. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer um, on one of our podcast episodes, please feel free to send in your question uh, at revealedapologetics at gmail.com.